You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. Or if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. Snag some fizzy Housewives-inspired rosé for yourself. You're going to want to get Liddy City this weekend, packing a punch in 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. You're going to want to grab some No Filter wine. It is what I'm calling my housewives watching wine. So as I'm sitting here on the couch yelling at all of the women, whether it's, you know, Lisa Barlow or yelling at Jen Shaw or yelling at the women on the Beverly Hills reunion or yelling at Crazy Mary on in Salt Lake City or Candace from Potomac, whoever I'm yelling at, depending on the night, I'll, I'll pick the rosé or I'll pick the design that I'm drinking for the night. But you can grab some Housewives-inspired rosé right now at nofilterwine.com. Like I said, 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. I love when you guys send me all like your photos and your videos, just like getting Liddy City all weekend long. I love that vibe. And and, and also, while we're, we're talking about the rosé, um, anybody that orders, I have a bunch of stickers right here. Look at these really fun stickers of me. Oh my God, so cute. Um, if anybody orders this week and DMs me and says, hey, Zach Peter, I placed an order for your rosé this week. I'll send you some free stickers too. I'll make sure you get some some free fun little stickers. I'll send them to you personally. Um, okay, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Like I said, if you want to get the wine, nofilterwine.com, nofilterwine.com, nofilterwine.com. Oh my God, we have a lot to break down today. Um, we have some updates on some casting for Beverly Hills in Atlanta, um, some Erica dating rumors, uh, lots of casting rumors, actually, lots of, of cast or new show news. We have Portia spinoff that was announced today. We have the name, we have the trailer, uh, some beef that Ebony is going through with the cast members, some new books that are coming forward. Stassi Schroeder is making her 2022 comeback. And then a little brief recap about Salt Lake City and Potomac. And yes, we're going to be talking about Jenny and her niece that came out on TikTok. So, but first, um, Book Club is officially back this week. We are going to be reading, or we are reading Dave Quinn's Not All Diamonds and Rosé, the inside story of The Real Housewives from the people who lived it. It is actually way juicier and way more salacious than I was expecting it to be. I'm sure many of you saw all the headlines that the book has been making over the past weekend or over this past week, Um, some of which will kind of sort of break down, but I want to kind of save it for when we actually do Book Club, which will be every Tuesday night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.00. 30 Eastern on the Instagram at no filter with Zach. So Instagram live every Tuesday night that does get uploaded onto the YouTube. So you can always watch it there if you aren't available on Tuesday nights, but yes, get ready. Not all diamonds and Rose grab your copy. Link is in the description below. If you want to support the show with my Amazon affiliate link, wink, wink, love you. Okay. Let's break it down. First up, let's start with Beverly Hills because we all love us some Beverly Hills. Okay, so first we have Erica Jane. And Erica Jane is hitting the dating scene again, according to TMZ. She's recently started dating and she's been set up by some local guys, by some of her friends. I don't really know who those friends are. I don't know if it's like Lisa Renna, you know, giving her Scott Disick's number or what the situation is. It was a very vague article. 
But according to TMZ, Eric is back on the dating market, but she is not on the dating apps, which obviously, like, if she were on the dating apps, like, that would be, like, news everywhere. Everybody would be like, oh, my God, I saw Erica Jane on the dating apps, and she was patting the puss. Well, she's not on the dating apps. She is taking referral. She's by referral only, gentlemen. There you go. Curious what that might entail though like what does dating look like are we like who are we dating are we dating younger men are we going for a sugar baby are we dating older men because we want someone to pay our bills are we dating men our own age are we dating low-key men like you know some of tom's colleagues are we dating gavin newsome like who are we dating like i want to know like what her like where her headspace is at and like what type of guy she's even into at this point she said that she doesn't really have a type it's a little all over the place according to her book so at this point i kind of want to know like what who do you guys think erica would be dating like what's her type aside from like geriatric and you know with a lot of money we want to let's kind of what do you think? Who do you see Erica dating next? I mean, clearly we know there are rumors with Scooter Braun. He's now his marriage is over now. We have Army Hammer. It was also on the table for a hot minute. So let me know. Leave a comment if you're watching this on the YouTube or just DM me on on the Instagram. Um, but yeah, we also know that there were rumors about Michael Gong, who is the owner of Sunpoint, which is a hotel and casino out in Las Vegas, and Michael's Gourmet Room, which is where Erica and Tom used to dine a lot. That was their date night. They would do a little escape. They'd go play some craps and then have dinner at Michael's Gourmet Room in Las Vegas. So yeah. That's all I got. I mean, like I said, it was a very vague article, but apparently she's back on the market. Maybe this was like her publicist being like, all right, let's get her a man. Now that we, you know, have shown that she needs help with some of these legal bills. Come on, man. Line them up. Line them up. Let's do it. The Bachelorette with Erica Jane. On the topic of Beverly Hills, we have some new casting rumors. A lot of which are bogus. So let's break them down. So all of the ladies are back. Yes, all of the ladies from last season will be returning for this season, including Dorit. Stop spitting that dirt on Dorit's name. Doritos clan rise up. Um, Dorit was not fired. Okay, she's back. She's back along with Rena. She's back along with Erica. Even Garcelle, she's back. They're all back. Okay. I know Garcelle likes to say, oh, I might not be coming back next season, but she's coming back every season. They're going to offer her a contract. She's coming back. Erica's back. Rena's back. Dorit's back. Kyle's back. I believe Kathy might be filming again this season. Um, who else we got? So some other rumors are that Teddy is coming back. Apparently she was spotted out filming some stuff. Camille, Kim Richards also rumored to be making some appearances. So first of all, let's start with Teddy. Teddy always hangs out with the group. She was at Porsche's Bat Mitzvah. She was at the Halloween Kills premiere party. So I would imagine that she'll be around. Uh, She's also, she filmed a couple of times last season too. They didn't seem to give her much airtime. So I'm sure she'll pop up, but I don't envision her being a central part of any of the storylines moving forward. It just, you know, I don't think anybody is interested in really getting to see Teddy back. I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. Camille, on the other hand, I don't think is back like in any capacity. I mean, other than, you know, the rumblings of what people are saying on Twitter, I haven't even heard this rumor. It doesn't even make sense that she would come back at this point. She's not friends with anyone on the cast. I don't even think she knows Garcelle or Sutton. So she's on the outs with everybody. So it wouldn't make sense for her to come back at all in any way, shape or form. I'm sure she would like to come back. Um, I know she definitely enjoys the attention, but I just... I don't think the show makes sense with Camille anymore. 
just the way I don't think it makes sense with Lisa Vanderpump anymore. Like, I think the show has just grown and evolved beyond that point. And now we're in a new era. And so I think the cast that we have now is perfect. There were rumors of Leah Remini joining. I believe this was started by Demois. You know, I'm very skeptical of Demois. Blind items and Demois tea are two things that always make waves, but are rarely ever true. Or if they are true, it's like a teeny, tiny little like smidge of truth, but it's so blown out of proportion. It gets everybody all hyped up. I've stopped believing them because for the most part, they don't really tell us anything and it's bad tea. It's low budget tea. That's not very nice to say, but I mean, come on, come to me with some good facts or don't come to me at all. And and here's the thing, because I know people will accuse me of giving bad tea too. So there, there are times where tea changes, you know, where you have tea and then things change, circumstances change. I know one of those things, because somebody, when I was talking about these rumors about Rina or yeah, about Dari and Camille and Teddy, this one, one bitch on Twitter was like, oh, well, you also said that Tamara was coming back to the OC and that didn't end up to be true. I'm like, first of all, what, who are you talking to me? Like, what, what the fuck is this? Anyway, so Let's clarify the Tamara stuff because I did announce that Tamara was returning and that was before they began production for the season about Tamara returning and she was originally supposed to like film something with Heather. Obviously, when they go into production, when they're in pre-production and they move into production, they have ideas. There are things that are set. You know, she was going to be possibly making a couple of cameos, possibly a friend of. I don't think they were ever interested in bringing her back full time, but it ultimately didn't end up working out. It was probably why they ended up giving her the um, the spinoff at Dorinda's, the, the All-Stars Peacock spinoff, the season two of this Ultimate Girls Trip. That's probably how that came about. Like things change, things evolve. So just because something is true in the moment at that moment, that doesn't mean that circumstances can't change down the line. Leah Remini, on the other hand, I don't think is, is, is part of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at all. Um, Demois, someone revealed some information to Demois about like an actress that was famous for her sitcoms back in the 90s and the 2000s um, and her bringing Scientology to the forefront. It's not Leah Remini. Um, first of all, I think... They, they've already begun filming for this. And a big name like that wouldn't be in talks month, like net once filming's already begun. Like they would be in talks months in advance with the contract already in hand walking into the season the same way Eileen Davidson and Lisa Rinna did when they first joined the show or Denise Richards did when she first joined the show. Like they have these conversations early on and they're going to make them a primary full-time housewife. Production for Beverly Hills has already begun. Lisa, Leah Remini, if, even if they are... I'm, it's possible that they're talking to Leah or possible that her name has come up. I don't think she really makes sense with any of these women. I don't think she would make sense on Beverly Hills. I don't know if she even knows any of the women, but I, this, no, no, this is not a real rumor. This again, is this rumor is low budget. Okay. Um, I do know that there are a couple of new faces that are floating around. I believe one of them is one of Dorit's friends. I believe that leaked. There are a couple of names that are being explored, but they do this all the time. Like literally all year round, they test people, they interview people. I know people personally that were testing for the show. So it's something they kind of always do. It's always kept in the back burner to see if at some point somebody new may be interesting to the, may add something interesting to the dynamic of what's playing out throughout the season. Usually if it's a big name like Leah Remini, it's not somebody that's going to be, you know, popping in midway, you know? So 
Sorry, there is no Leah Remini. And then when it comes to Kim Richards, uh, from what I've heard, Kim's interested. I know she said to the press that she isn't interested in returning to the show, but I do believe she's interested in possibly filming a little bit of like, you know, like a cameo, like what Kathy used to do back in the day, like a little scene with maybe the three of them. I know she has like some brief interest in participating in some way. Possibly with Kyle and with Kathy, I don't imagine she would want to come on the show and like start, you know, start up all the beef with Lisa Rinna and all of that stuff again. But she was also at the bat mitzvah for Portia. So she'll be around. She's out and about. She's no longer locked in. I'm pretty sure we'll we'll see a little bit of Kim in this new season. There's nothing guaranteed, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something. On the token of casting news, we do have some... Uh, some official Atlanta news. Everyone's going to want to go and grab a, now tell me who going to check me, Boo Rose, because it's time to welcome back Sheree. Hey. Sheree, it's official. Sheree Whitfield is back, and Marlo has also finally gotten her peach, so they will both be back this new season. And they will also be joined by newbie track star Sonia Richards-Ross. So we have the three of them that will be joining the cast this season. Obviously, we know Cynthia's gone. We know Portia's gone. Kath, uh, sorry, not Kathy. Candy, Kenya, and Drew will all be returning from last season coming into this season. So we have Candy, we have Kenya, we have Drew, we have Sonya, we have Sheree, and we have Marlo. I mean, I think it's about damn time they gave Marlo a peach. I know everyone's been asking for this for a while. It'll be interesting to see what she brings that's different from what she's brought in the past. Kenya, I'm sure, is going to be getting messy. I hate that we don't get any of the Portia, Simon, Fallon drama. But on that same note, Portia's new spinoff has just been announced. We got the trailer today. It'll be debuting on November 28th on Bravo. We got the trailer, and it looks explosive. It's going to be called Portia's Family Matters. November 28th looks like we're going to see it's obviously her life with her mom and her sister and her family and her friends. And it looks like they're giving her a lot of pushback regarding Simon. So we're going to I'm sure we're going to see more of that relationship play out. I'm pretty sure that it'll be a little more natural for her to kind of have it questioned by her family versus having it questioned on Real Housewives of Atlanta. It looks good. The trailer looks super juicy. Go and check it out. Um, Cause yeah, I I actually I'm like, do I want to see this more than I want to actually watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? I'm not that interested in seeing Marlo with her her peach. Um, I feel like it would kind of maybe this is a bad comparison, but I kind of feel like it would be like giving Kim D a peach or giving or not Kim D Kim D a um. Well, I guess they don't hold anything in New Jersey, but it'd be like giving Kim D a full-time upgrade. You know, like they're they're good as friends of, they stir the drama. Also, to be fair, there are many seasons of Atlanta that I have not seen with Marlo. So I'm I'm newer to Atlanta, just like I was newer to OC and Potomac and Dallas all in 2020. So I am newer to Atlanta. So if I, you know, drag me in the comments, you do it already. But yeah, November 28th, Porsche's spinoff, Porsche's Family Matters, comes to Bravo, and production for Atlanta has now is now about to start filming. Let's divvy over to New York. Ebony is on the outs still with her former cast, or well, actually with her. I don't even know if we can say former yet, or I don't. I don't even know who's on the show or who's not on the show or what's happening with Real Housewives of New York. All we know is it got kibosh. They canceled the reunion. Filming is still 
up in the air. It doesn't look like they're going to start filming anytime soon. I would imagine they'll probably pick up production again in January. Don't quote me on that. I don't have any sources on that. That's literally me just speculating that it's time for them to just kind of take a beat, focus these next two months on casting, and then see where it goes from there. From what I heard, I believe casting is starting up again this week or maybe next week. I feel like I heard this last week and it was supposed to be for this week that they're starting to like pick up pre-production again for the new season. So I would imagine it'll be filmed probably. I don't think they're going to film in December, maybe around the holidays. We'll see. But anyway, so Ebony seems to be isolating herself more and more from the women and not making it much of a viable option to even bring her back for the next season. She showed up at Dave Quinn's book launch for Not All Diamonds and Rosé. Hey! Which was last week. And apparently right when she got there, according to page six, Ramona, Luann, and Leah all left the party. They saw her enter as they exited, or they didn't even see, like, they didn't have a, like formal hello it was literally like they saw her walk in the room so they walked out of the room or at least that's what's being reported in page six leah also did tell bryce sanders that she doesn't have an issue with anyone on the cast he asked about ebony but she's like i don't have an issue like i'm okay with everyone but she says that she hasn't talked to ebony in a while which she didn't seem like it felt like she's like, I'm not trying to stir shit because I'm trying to just make sure I get my apple for next season because I don't want to stir the pot and cause any beef or drama with Ebony. I kind of just want to lay low and not like let there be any more drama. Cause obviously, you know, anytime somebody comes out with anything negative about Ebony, they end up getting dragged in the press, which brings me to this page six article As my boy Jacques Peterson from the Unpopular Podcast shared on his Instagram story, the quotes from this quote-unquote source in page six that claims that the cast is on the outs and that they strategize to all leave as soon as she got there. First of all, I don't even understand why that would be, like, what would be, like, the benefit. Like, I understand, like, maybe not wanting to see her to, like, keep a low profile because they don't want, obviously, that would be, like, one of the most talked about things and they didn't want to be dragged into the press with having a moment with Ebony because then if they were photographed together, then everyone would be like, oh, my God, look at what's going on. We know that Lou and and Ebony haven't talked. Now here they are. Did they see each other? Did they talk to each other? So it is possible that maybe they left to avoid having any sort of conflict. But it is interesting, though, Because as Jacques pointed out, and he looked at like some of her Instagram captions and compared them with the quotes in page six that sounded very similar, as in it's possible that she leaked this to page six herself. Now, anytime there's something that pops up in the press, you always have to, you know, look back to what Lisa Vanderpump said about the press. Lisa Vanderpump is the press queen, and she always says, when it's something in the press, you have to see who this benefits. Obviously, this article sounds like it benefits. It doesn't benefit Ramona Lewin or Leah. I don't think it would benefit Sonia in any way. And I think Sonia's trying to keep a low profile after the cigarettes were in her vagina. But I think Ebony is the only person that benefits from this article because it makes the rest of the cast look bad while also, you know, making her look like she's in some way like being marginalized or isolated or on an island of her own. I don't know if that necessarily, maybe it garners some sympathy from the fans, but I don't know if it necessarily helps her position with returning to the show next season. Because like, I mean, if it was Ebony that leaked this, and I'm not making that accusation, but I'm saying it sounds highly likely. Um, As we know, the ladies in New York love to talk to the press and they all leak things like this to the press 
themselves already. But I don't think it would help repair her relation, her friendships with these women. It's great for her own personal image, but it's not great for those relationships. And you need those relationships if you want to return to Real Housewives of New York because they're not just going to come in with a whole new cast. They have to bring back some of the some veterans, at least like two or three of them to anchor the show. Still, you can't just completely clean it, you know, fresh. But I mean, she may not even be interested in returning to Real Housewives of New York. And maybe this is kind of helping to build the narrative as to why she won't be returning, because it makes it seem like she just wasn't close, like the cast was mean to her. They isolated her. They didn't want to be friends with her. They wanted nothing to do with her. From what I hear, that's not the case with Leah. Leah seems to have tried. It seems like her and Ramona have had like some moments outside of rapping for production. I think the only one that Ebony herself said that she is not speaking with is Luann. So I don't know. Sounds a little fishy. I'm just going to say that. On the other hand, Leah has a new book coming out and it's called Chaos Theory. It comes out um, in early April. It's called Chaos Theory, How to Embrace the Unexpected and Find Meaning in the Madness. And it talks about her mental health issues and overcoming those mental health issues. She describes it as part memoir, part um, self-help, but like not self-help. Like it's more of like an irreverent self-help book. So like maybe like here's my crazy, here's my crazy fucked up life. And here are the ways that I've worked through it, which I mean, I would read it. I like Leah. I seem to have grown a softer spot for her compared to when we saw her coming into this new season. She was really intense. It felt like she was forcing storylines. I wasn't a big fan of Leah. I was a big fan of her when she first joined New York. And then towards the end of the season, once we got to the reunion, I was like, ugh, it's like eating too much chocolate. I was just fatigued with it. And I was like feeling sick. And I was like, okay, this is too much, too much, too much. And then we came into this season. I'm like, too much, too much, too much. And now I feel like, you know, it's settled a little bit. It's moved through my digestive system. Um, and yes, I'm I'm actually kind of liking Leah. So we'll see. Book comes out in, in April. And at that same time, on that same note, we have another book coming out in April 2020. Or that's supposed to be coming out in April 2020. And no, it's not Kim Richards' book, sadly. I, Kim Richards' book has been completely kiboshed and caboodled. Stassi Schroeder, on the other hand, is making a 2022 comeback. She has a new book coming out that is tentatively scheduled to be released in April 22nd or on April 22nd or April 2022. I don't know the exact date. I don't even think they necessarily have an exact date, but it's coming this upcoming April. The book is called Off With My Head, the definitive basic bitch handbook to surviving rock Bottom. The New York Times bestselling author of Next Level Basic and fan favorite alumna of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules returns from cancellation and pregnancy with the definitive basic bitch handbook for surviving the bad days or years. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I actually want to read it. <laughs> I actually am excited about this book. It sounds way better than her first book. I bought the first book and I actually met her at her book signing for her first book. I didn't, I would have loved to have gone to like her tour. That sounded really fun. Um, but I didn't read the first book. Like I skimmed through it and I read a couple of parts, but it didn't really seem that exciting or entertaining. Like it seemed basic. It was a basic book, but I think that was the intention. The intention was it was supposed to be a basic book. This seems like it's going to be a little bit better of a book, like more meat 
in it. You know, there's probably I'm pretty sure she's going to talk about getting fired and how she was out of control of the narrative. And she's going to try to defend herself a little bit. But I'm pretty sure it'll mostly be like, okay, your life's fucked up right now. Let's kind of move through it. So at least we know come April 2022, we're going to have two books that'll help us, you know, survive rock bottom with Leah and with Stassi. I don't know if those are the two we should be trusting with our, um, you know, mental health and, and survival. But I mean, at least if I ever get canceled, I have Stassi's book to help me through it. Okay, let's move into some recaps because we had new episodes of Real Housewives of Potomac and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let's start with Potomac. Um, meh, kind of boring. Eh, it wasn't that juicy. But there was some Ashley versus G drama that we started off with that I thought, you know, okay, G's a little much for me. The whole all-timers, which Mia notoriously botches every single time she brings it up, um, which I guess a lot of people, some people call it all-timers. Some people call it old-timers. I've heard it both ways. It's Alzheimer's with a Z, Alzheimer's. And it's a great defense if you're ever involved in a huge embezzlement scandal. Wink, wink. That was funny to kind of watch, though. That whole, um, it was funny to watch their beef kind of play out, you know. And Mia's like, I don't defend you. I was defending all the people with Alzheimer's. And I'm like, girl, who... Well, first of all, they're not going to remember it anyway. And second of all, you need to get the name right. Yes, that was an insensitive joke, and you're going to drag me and cancel me, but it's okay. I have Stassi's book to read next year, so can we at least wait until then, till you can, until you cancel me? Um, then we get into Ashley and Michael having, like, this really gross, like, make-out, like, sexy night vibe. I mean, I guess it was endearing to see her kind of, like, be in therapy and want to work on a relationship. But, like, anytime the housewives try to do this where they try to get, like, super sexy for their man on camera, it's just, like, it's too much. It's too hot to handle. I can't take it. I don't want to do it. No, 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 no. Make it stop. It's cringy. It was cringy when Karen and Ray did it last season. It's cringy now. I don't want to see you rubbing anybody's toes in the bathtub or, you know, in lingerie or anything, especially because like, look, here's the thing. I've recorded myself, you know, doing boom, boom in the bedroom because you think it's going to be hot, right? So I've recorded myself doing like stuff or like, like, oh, yeah, record me, daddy. Not really, but like, you know, you got what I mean. And when you watch it back, it's always cringy. It's never sexy. As much as you think you can be a hot porn star, you just can't, okay? My, I'm never going to have an OnlyFans because I can't do it. I just, I, I can't. I'm sorry, you guys. I just, I, I'm not, I don't know how to be, se- like, I can be, like, in-person sexy, but I can't be, like, camera sexy. I can be camera cheeky and camera sassy and camera witty, but I can't be, I can be camera cute, but I, nobody wants to see cute in a porno. Like, come on. Oh, my God. I would look like the dead moths in Karen's invitations, which that whole thing was hilarious because Karen's like, it's so beautiful. It's going to be great. Make sure you open it outside. And then... <laughs> It was. I was dying laughing when they're all just opening up their invitations, screaming and freaking the fuck out because of the butterflies. And then they were dead. And oh, the poor butterflies. The poor butterflies. Like I just, were they caterpillars when they went in or were they always butterflies? Like how did we package this? Like were they put in there right when we got there? Like I just, I want to know the logistics of how those were handled because obviously they were poorly executed and it landed. The plane did not land. It just like crashed and burned. <sighs> the moth butterflies. RIP. Then we have Salt Lake City. Um, Salt Lake City was also kind of boring. Like the both of the episodes this week were just a little meh. Let's see if Vanderpump, which I don't have much faith for as we're watching the season play out. We have Vanderpump and then we also have 
the third part of the reunion. I'm hoping the third part of the reunion is good, but I also feel like we're dragging it out to four parts that like, is this even palatable at this point? I know some people are like, I'm not watching it. I'm watching it when it all comes out and then I'm going to binge it. Smart strategy. Smart strategy. If I didn't have a podcast where I had to talk about if I didn't have a J-O-B that made me watch it every week, I wouldn't. I mean, I would do what you're doing. But also, I'm not doing a live viewing party because Instagram keeps getting mad at me. Every time I, I watch it live with everybody, they're like, you can't do that because that's copywritten stuff. And like, you know, you're not allowed to broadcast that on Instagram. So I'm like, you know what? Instagram, <sighs> fine. Fine, Instagram, fine. Let's talk about Salt Lake City. So we have Jenny, who's the new girl this season. Her husband wants to have a sister wife, and they want to do, like, you know, a three-way sort of situation. Obviously, it's Salt Lake City, so there's, like, Mormonism and polygamy and all of that stuff. It's weird. Um, And at times, it did have me wondering, like, is this real, or are we playing this up for the show? Is this genuine? Um... Like I, because it's Salt Lake City, and obviously, I would assume the producers would want some to talk about like Mormonism and polygamy. We saw Mormonism has come up on the show. We haven't really dived or dove too deep into it. We're gonna obviously be getting into Mary's Church, which I don't believe is Mormon. It's um something with the P. Why can't it Paul pick Paul? Mm, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but um Paul. I was gonna say polyester. Park should. Oh fuck. I know. It's not polyester and it's not Parkinson's. It's Pentecostal, right? Is that right? I think that's what it is. If I'm not, and I'm sorry if I I get it wrong, I'm a human being. I do things wrong sometimes. You guys don't kill me. Um, Anyway, I would think that like, is this like a production thing where we're like, you know, we want to dive into the storyline. So we kind of just like push it a little further or Jenny and her husband, do we know that like this is something that they want to cover? So they're like pushing it a little bit more. It's weird. Um, Like if my man came to me and he was like, hey, I want to do a sister wife situation. Also to clarify, I don't have a man. But if I if I did have a man and he did look like Huey and he had hot teeth like Huey, I I don't know. Like I would feel like if my man came to me with this, I would be like. It would make me feel like I wasn't enough. And I don't like that shit. Don't make me feel like I'm not enough. Because as it is, that's the reason I'm single. Because these motherfucking boys and these motherfucking cameras, like Wendy would say, um, they be playing and they don't R-E-S-P-E-C-T me and they don't make me a priority. So either put some R-E-S-P-E-C-T on my name or don't come at me at all. And so it sounds like Dewey is like, oh, but like people do this. People have multiple wives. And I'm like, well, why then? Why can't Jenny have multiple husbands then? Like what a typical man to be like, I can have multiple. Yeah, I know. I am a man. I have a penis. Thank you very much. It was just so like weird to me. Um, But also at the same time, her emotion with it all does like with the stillborn birth, like it breaks my heart. And you see her emotion, you see her get choked up and you see her like covering her face and covering her tears. So the emotion seems real. So to me, it kind of feels real. And he's so nonchalant about it, about like, why can't we make it work? And she's like, well, what do you mean? And you can even see like there are moments where she's kind of like, well, like, can we make this work? What does this look like? And what I'm Catholic. And did it, like she's talking it through in her head, like almost as if he's kind of convincing her. And I'm like, no, no, you don't want to share your man. You don't want some other bitch on his dick. Like, come on. No, thank you. Doing that cute. I mean, and if he needs to get it off, then he can do what Evan Goldschneider does and get it off in the bathroom at the gym, at the locker room. 
I don't know. I thought it was weird. But we also have her niece that's come out and she went on TikTok and she was like, Ooh, I'm going to do an expose. Look at me. I'm Ronan Farrow on TikTok and I'm about to expose the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And she was saying that this whole thing is being played up for the cameras, that her upbringing was played up for the cameras and the sister wives thing is being played up for the cameras. I mean, I genuinely think Dewey would be totally cool, as most dudes would, would be totally cool having a sister wife situation. I'm not that bitch, so don't even come to me with that shit. But I think Dewey is one of those bitches or he's that man that wants his girl to be one of those bitches. And I just I'm like, no way, Jose. Nope, it's not happening. So the niece is coming out and she's like, no, none of this is real. And Jenny's a terrible person. And she was so mean to my parents and my parents took her in. And she's playing up this whole story about being poor. And she's playing up, you know, this whole sister wives thing. She made a lot of accusations, which also made me a little like mm, questionable, too, because obviously, like if you're putting this out there on TikTok, then you're looking for some sort of attention that it's going to come with making an accusation like that on a public platform like TikTok, like social media. So... I was a little like iffy and skeptical. Well, Jenny has now responded to it. And she's saying that the accusations that Tiff is making, Tiff is the niece, um, that Tiff wasn't even born when she was struggling in college and that she hasn't spoken to Tiff's family in over nine years. So I would assume there's probably some family, family falling out and that's why they're not talking. And if there is a family falling out, Tiff, I mean... I don't know how old Jenny is and I don't know how old Tiff is, but I mean, Tiff's on TikTok. So that's like a much younger audience. Like I don't even know how to fucking use TikTok. I'm on TikTok and I try my best to do my best TikToks. And I think I'm actually pretty fly, but Tiff seems to see like she got the whole TikTok brand figured out. But anyway, so I would assume she's young, like maybe early 20s at best, possibly late teens. But she... Nine years ago, she had to have been pretty young at the time. Like, even if she is early 20s, like, maybe, like, at at best, she was, like, 13 or 14. So I don't know how involved in the family drama she actually was. It seems like she's trying to just protect her parents. Like, obviously, the parents are like, oh, this is what happened. This is how we feel. This is where we stand. And Tiff's just trying to come out here and be like, no, that's my mama. Don't you talk about my mama. And so Jenny's like, I don't know her. So... It all sounds very scandalous, but I don't think there's anything more than unresolved family beef. I don't think it's, I I think Tiff probably got a played up version from her family because her family is obviously salty about Jenny leaving them. And if they really did come from humble beginnings, then I would imagine that there's, you know, a element of betrayal. You know, I've had family that like when I moved out was like, you know, oh, stab in the heart how dare you abandon us and I'm like no I'm not abandoning you but I'm going to like try and have a better life so that we can have a better life together you know like I'm not doing this just for my own ambitions like I want to share this with my family not everyone understood that but yeah so I would just assume it's unresolved family beef and it's nothing more than that um Maybe she did play up the humble upbringings a little bit more, but in comparison to the life that she lives now, like obviously her children have a very different, more privileged life. That you can't deny. And when it comes to the polygamy thing, it sounds like her husband's really down for it. And I feel like most dudes would be down for it. So I, and her emotion seems genuine and raw. So with those two things, I have no other reason but to believe that. So for that reason, I'm going to assume that this is actually real. Maybe it's a little played up. When you're on camera, you kind of amp things up a little bit, but I don't think it's as salacious as Miss TikTok Tiff is trying to make it out to be. 
That's all I got for you guys. Oof, what a vibe. What a vibe, what a vibe, what a mighty good vibe. A mighty, mighty good vibe. Get yourself some. Now tell me who gonna check me, boo, rosé at nofilterwine.com. 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. You're gonna wanna celebrate Sheree's return. So get some. Now tell me who gonna check me, boo, rosé. And tag me and tag her too, because that would be fun. I would love to get Sheree back on my show. Or not back on my show, but on my show. I have some OG, or not, yeah, some throwback housewives that'll be coming on soon. Lots of fun guests. Um, I can't talk about them just yet, but it's... It's going to be a good fall. So get ready. More guests to be coming. We have news breakdowns every Mondays, guest interviews every Wednesdays, unfiltered interviews. And then Fridays, we have the live shows. I know some people love the live shows. I know some people hate them, but just that's the schedule. News breakdowns Mondays. Wednesdays, we have unfiltered interviews. And then Fridays is when we do the it's the the live show that we tape Thursday nights, which you can watch on Instagram at No Filter with Zach. I go live every Tuesday for book club and every Thursday for Thirsty Thursday. All right, guys, I gotta go and 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 like relax because I I slipped last night and like broke my tail. But well, not really. That's dramatic. That's me being a Jenny right now. But yeah, I'm gonna go chill. All right, love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.